When you're getting back into your busy fall routine but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and health-conscious offerings. Get a $100 gift card, plus enjoy $130 off across your first six orders when you place an order by September 23rd. Visit blueapron.com unique2022. of Grab a Cuppa, I had uh, an interesting conversation with one of my friends, Andy Watson. Yes, so he's a drummer at a band uh, called Betrayed the Throne, but he also has his own clothing line called Dethrone the King. And Dethrone the King is uh, basically along the lines of mental health as well. And I wanted to know more about himself, about his clothing line, and also what it feels like to be in a band Betray the Throne it is a lead based hardcore band and uh, they've been together for quite a while so this is Andy Watson from Betray the Throne and Dethrone the King how are you doing oh I'm all right yeah I had a had a not a late night last night, but I woke oh, up no. earlier today. I felt absolutely drained. Oh. I felt like I could sleep all day. Oh God, I know the feeling. Okay, I know. I've been so busy as well with everything that's been going on. It's been madness. But yeah. you know, thank you so much for doing this. Though it's like I, I wanted it to be super chilled. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sorry, just move my pop shield. I wanted it to be super chills. I didn't want it to be like um, proper, like fancy pants, like crazy, because mm-hmm. that's not my style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, this is just chatting, you know, about you, about what you do, and also concentrate on the uh, like the mental mental health aspect of your brand as well, which is why I'm really, really interested, um, you know, to mm-hmm. talk about really. But first of all, like, do you drink tea or coffee? I'm a coffee man. You're a coffee man. What do you normally drink? Just mm. just like black coffee, milk. How do you take it? Oh, I normally take my coffee just uh it's uh, always white coffee and yeah. it's between between one and one and a half sugars. Right. There's a sweet spot somewhere in there. That right. I can't seem to find. Yeah. But Georgia is a mas- is a master at it. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because it tastes better when someone else makes it, or no, Georgia's <laughs> got that. She, she's got that sweet spot with my uh, with my sugars in my coffee. So yeah, really, she just knows, you know, how you take mm-hmm. it. Oh, that, no, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I am drinking tea, peppermint tea from uh, Tea Pigs, which is one of my favourites. And obviously, I have to have a geeky cup. You've got, you've got to have it. Yeah. Um, oh, I've actually not brought uh, brought a cuppa <laughs> with me today. Um, Never mind. And you know, you know, I literally I did the I did the washing up uh, about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, we had 
after fajitas last night. Uh, nice. Did the washing up. Um, never do the washing up on a Friday night. No, that stays right. until Saturday stays, morning. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing I was doing the washing up and I got my my new um, Dada Bear uh, mug that I got for right. my birthday last week and, oh, and yes. uh, I thought oh I'll uh, I'm just washing it out and I thought oh that'll look brilliant for the podcast uh, with with Cat later so I put it to <laughs> one side and I've just completely forgot so forgot about I've got, it got, got Dr, Dr Pepper. Pepper instead oh uh, you know any other fizzy drinks available obviously um, obviously un- unless they want to start you know start paying for uh, you know. <laughs> for us product placement and branding yeah yeah that's the one that's the one so honestly uh well i was really curious about like who are you what do you do 60 about 60 seconds how can you like tell you know what can you tell us about yourself Six, 60 seconds i could probably yeah. do it in six um <laughs> so yeah i'm a, i'm andy watson so i uh yeah i um i play i play drums in a couple of local bands primarily just one band at the moment called betray the throne um leeds based uh, hardcore band um i also run a clothing brand called dethrone the king um there's a bit of a theme going on there betray the throne dethrone the king apparently i've got something against the monarchy it's subconscious but <laughs> apparently there's something there um and that the brand started in 2000 i launched it in summer of 2015 right um the initial outlay of the of the brand was just really cool designs yeah on t-shirts hoodies that sort of thing um and as i'm sure we'll, we'll get on to later on yeah, to, yeah. Uh, men- mental health issues um cool. the brand sort of stopped and life turned upside down yada 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 and then i decided to bring it back uh last summer yeah. I changed the direction of the brand of uh, to be something a bit more truthful to me and who I am and what of I've course. been through. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty uh, cool. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's basically where the um, where the, the sort of tie-in, the crossover with mental health comes in. Of course. Um, I'm wearing one of my uh, one of my new yes. ones uh, today, which I actually don't have that one yet. I will get it. <laughs> No, literally about about half an hour ago, I changed T-shirt just in case. I was like, right, I can't wear that one because I know Kat owns that T-shirt. And I, I couldn't have a fashion disaster where you might be wearing the same shirt as me. I've I had think... it at rehearsals with Nick before, so I just thought, oh, no, I can't gosh. do that today. But do you know what? Like, I think that'd be pretty cool. Like, just representing, I really don't mind, you know. It's... Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, it's fine. But... But yeah, that's that, that that sums me up really. Um, yeah, I've got a fiance. I've got a young yeah. son uh, who's uh, thirteen. No, oh, 14, 14, Yeah, fourteen months old. Time goes so week. fast. Um, Time yeah, goes it does, so yeah. fast that you just um, forget. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got another one. We've got a little girl due in December as well. I so, know. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Wow, you're gonna have yeah, a boy and a girl, the same as me. You know, my uh, my boy is six years old already, and my uh, my girl is going to be nine in December. So, wow. yeah, nine years old. So time goes really, yeah. really fast. Trust me. But basically, like, let's just go back a little bit, like in your life. Mm-hmm. How was how was childhood for you? How was that like? It's always a, it's always a really interesting subject to talk about with me with childhood because of course sort of 
Growing, grow, growing up, um, moved around quite a lot. Um, I can relate. So, we've, yeah. so fam, family being sort of always around in, in Yorkshire. Of course. Um, but not, not long after I was born, we moved up to North Yorkshire. Um, okay, yeah. To Ripon. Um, my dad was a, was a pig farmer. Quite a, a, a strange, uh, strange profession. But uh, yeah, my dad was a pig farmer. Someone's got to um, do it. Someone's got to do it. You're quite right. Uh, so my the, the next sibling down, uh, my sister, she was born in North Yorkshire. She was born in Harrogate Hospital. Um, things happened. My dad moved. We ended up going down to Norfolk, uh, East Anglia. Yeah. Um, again, another position as a pig farmer. Uh, so my youngest sister's actually born down there. Right. Uh, Kings Lynn. So she's not true Yorkshire. Oh. Um, but. <laughs> Um, and then I think we're around about sort of nine, ten years old. So we're talking mid nineties now. Um, we we moved back up, uh, back up to Yorkshire, yeah. and we've been been around here ever since. Um, yeah. So I'd say I'd say a relatively, I'd like to say a normal childhood. Yeah. We you know, all what, have what our is, struggles. What is, yeah. What, what is normal? What is, what is normal? Yeah. Um, so I mean, for me, the bringing sort of the, the mental health side yeah. of it there was no sort of that I could ever put my finger on any triggers or anything that ever happened in childhood that could potentially bring on any sort of uh, any mental issues yeah concern um then sort of moving into sort of like later years of uh, like into teenage years and stuff I was always a really really strange guy because I sat right on the fence between the sort of the the, the geeks the nerds yeah. the, you know the, the the moshers that sort yeah. of crew um, and then, all the, and then all the popular kids, um, you know, that were, you know, doing whatever. Doing like, the I was always popular quite good at kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, I was I was really good at sports. So I was always really good at like long distance running, football. Yeah. Uh, most like athletic events, uh, long jump in particular. I think I went back to Edinburgh oh wow, nice uh, with my went back to the high school with my um, sister probably about. 12 13 years ago because i was interested in potentially getting into music teaching so i wanted oh, to wow, see yeah. teachers to talk more about uh, sort of the career path and how to get into that kind of thing right um and i happened to bump into my lpe teacher and told me that i still held the long jump record for the school i mean that's oh it's wow probably, it's probably been beaten it's probably been beaten now and i said hey, you you keep now, that but, no um... you, you keep that that's yours <laughs> yeah you keep yeah. it it's yours <laughs> Um, but but yeah, I, I guess it, childhood was always a really really strange one. Um, yeah. It, it it never really seemed to be different to me. Yeah. So it was it was normal. It was normal to me. So yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I w uh, the same for me. Like obviously, I I can relate quite a lot. I was very different. I always felt very different to everyone else, like the music that I liked, the clothes that I wore, and the way that I that I was, like emotionally, you know, like I would feel very emotional about things without even realizing that, you know, uh, my friend, well, friends at the time were like making fun of me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, so like, how, how was school for you? I mean, uh, personally, I, I was always a misfit, you know, I was always the weird one and no one wanted to um, hang out with me until sort of like uh, end of um, like, obviously, you know, uh, back home, Portugal is that uh, you go from uh, you go 
primary school, middle school, and then high school, as in like secondary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in middle mm-hmm. school, before I finished the, uh, you know, my school year, and then I found people who were, um, who had a lot more in common with me, but they were all weirdos as well, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is pretty cool. But how was that for you? Like, how was your circle of friends and the, the social side of things? Yeah, so um, I guess like high school is probably where things start to really mm. take shape when you start forming your social circles mm. and, and actually paying attention and, and consciously choosing to, to associate with different tribes. Yeah, um, of course. So the first sort of three years of high school was... I was really trying to find who I was. So yeah. I was, like I say, I was sort of on the fence between the t- two different sets yeah, of Yeah, uh, it's sets quite of common, people. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, occasionally I'd spend time sort of hanging around on the football field and, you know, playing sports yeah. and doing things like that. And then um, I think it all changed probably in probably about year nine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, st- I, I started an interest in, in other things. I got yeah. into um, like skateboarding and things like yeah. that. So we're talking sort of late nineties, early two thousands, uh, the skateboarding come back around again. And um, I think around about that time I was obsessed with playing like Tony Hawk's pro skater. That- uh, that's exactly what I was going to ask. I was going to ask yeah. if, you know, I think um, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you can't be um, a proper skater if you haven't played that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that I lost that. so many so many hours of my childhood lost to uh I think it was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Uh it had Papa Roach on the soundtrack and Bad yes. Religion and, and yeah. that that really um, got me into them as well actually. Yeah. Yeah, um and I think uh, they're, they're re-releasing that in a couple of months out that they remastered yeah. Tony Hawk's. Um so there's some definite nostalgia uh there's some nostalgia around there um but yeah sort of year, year nine year ten I found out that I, I quite like the the alternative side of things like playing music so my sports started dropping off I stopped playing football for the local yeah. sports teams oh that's pretty um, cool I stopped playing um just sport in general to be honest I kind of lost the interest the interest more interested in hanging around with all these cool kids with um, all black, um, big baggy. More I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> certain that once upon a time there was the there were these um, baggy jeans. What were they called? Burn Bernie's skate jeans or oh, something. Yes. The Bernie's, uh, the flame Bernie's ones, and somebody in our group had a pair that was so wide. Oh wow! It actually, fit three people, both legs. <laughs> Both legs into Both legs. one, yeah. Wow! So you fit six legs into one leg of these uh, these baggy trousers, and it was just it was insane. Those were the times, though. Those oh, were yeah, the yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with um, f- for myself, you know, because all the uh, I think it's different for girls growing up because they always have this um, these people that they look up to, you know, with fashion and the way of being, you know. Mm-hmm personality wise so I was always told that I had to wear like fashionable clothes and certain brands and stuff and especially my mum she's like oh you know if you wear really baggy clothes you're gonna look uh you're gonna look bigger you know Mm -hmm. I wasn't a particular uh, particularly big girl as such but uh, that always made me feel like oh my god you know like everyone's gonna call me names and whatever I already got picked on at school for other Mm -hmm. things I didn't want to get picked on for for another reason as well I mean yeah I get that 
it was always like, oh, you know, we, we have to look a certain way, talk a certain way, because then otherwise the, 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 uh, you wouldn't attract the, the boys, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the girls were always mm -hmm. so worried about stuff like that. But with me, it was always a little different because I, I didn't know at the time, like who, like, who was I attracted to? I was always kind of immature in that sense where all my, uh, you know, my peers were more mature and they all fancied, the, you know, the popular yeah, yeah, yeah. guy in school or whatever it may be. But yeah, I completely understand how, um, how it is like, you know, with, with the uh, bag of jeans. And then I just decided, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to do whatever I like because people are going to pick on me anyway. So yeah, I mean, I can, can, you, can you imagine sort of um, thinking about sort of like us growing up and mm -hmm. in, in that in that time period and things yeah. we went through compared to these days? Absolutely. With, with social media and things like that. I mean, you can imagine that the, if we took a video mm -hmm. uh, of three people putting legs inside one trouser leg of some Bernie's jeans, that stuff would have gone viral. Yeah, instantly that would have been viral all over Facebook. It's just like you know. Yeah, that, 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 that would have made us TikTok famous. I'm sure. I'm sure of it, but think about it like, uh, sort of like changing subject a little bit, as in like bullying. You know how kids nowadays they get bullied, oh. uh, uh, but they can't get away from it. You know, as like back in the '90s, you know, early 2000s, like before social media and everything like yes you get bullied at school but unless you're bullied fully followed you home then you could have you know separated that and uh, sure. so you'd have you know your space and you have some peace but nowadays it's just so difficult i really worry about my children you know uh, when they get to the uh, age of being uh, in high school and stuff like that especially like for myself having kids with special needs are the, the other kids going to pick on them or what's it going to happen? Do you know, as, as a parent, you, you can understand um, how that could affect their mental health in the future. So, yeah, like social media can be... When you're getting back into your busy fall routine but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and health-conscious offerings. Get a $100 gift card, plus enjoy $130 off across your first six orders when you place an order by September 23rd. Visit blueapron.com unique2022. The share-it-with-a-friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba -ba -ba -ba. A great thing, but it can be an awful thing as well. Uh, yeah, um, I... I, I... The thing I always think about with social media, yeah. it's 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 not the platform that's the that's the problem. Mm. It's, it's the, people. the people using it. Yeah, it's the people using it. It can be used for good. It can be used for bad. Mm. Um, I mean, you you just try and tune it out. I particularly over the last 
three months or so since the whole uh, pandemic of outbreak and people being quite vocal um, yes. in their thoughts and opinions. I have utilised the unfollow button on Facebook more than I have ever done in <laughs> Before. my life. Uh, yes. social, of social media um i mean clearly if, if you unfollow someone on you know instagram twitter they, they can see that they, mm-hmm. they look at your profile they can see if you follow them or not whereas mm-hmm. on facebook if you're still friends but you just unfollow so you don't see any of their because i never realized how many people uh, i associated with over the last 10 15 years or whatever that were actually racist like just w- w- without even trying to hide it it's just they never really vote, voiced it until lately. Until, yeah, everything's whole, exploded. Everything's exploded. And you realise some people, they, they just they don't care. Um, there's, a, there's a band that we have played with uh, quite recently um, mm-hmm. that are now looking for a, a new drummer uh, because their drummer was quite vocal um, in his anti-BLM. Yeah. And um, they just couldn't associate with that, to be honest. And I, mean, that, I, that I unfollowed him. Yeah. I unfollowed him because I didn't want to see any any of that on, on my feed. Um, uh, to be fair, I think I was only friends with him for six months on Facebook, as it was yeah, from right. when, we, when we played it, when we played, played the show together. So Yeah, 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 um, absolutely. You don't want to be associated. If you don't believe in what they believe, then it's absolutely fine to DC, um, to unfollow that person and you don't want to associate yourself with that person. That's absolutely fine. And yeah. what I tell people as well is like, even if it's family, okay, even if it's someone close to you, if you don't believe in what they're telling you or uh, their beliefs or whatever, it's okay to uh, say, I'm sorry, but I don't agree with what you said. And I think that is quite hurtful for whatever reason, you know, uh, you don't have mm-hmm. to agree with everyone, especially, in a, you know, something very, very sensitive as, you know, uh, racism um, and stuff yeah, like and that. I think yeah. that- Using using the unfollow button on, on Facebook um, or social media in general, yeah, absolutely. you are responsible for cu- cu- you're responsible for curating your own social media mm-hmm. feed. So, if there are things coming on there that aren't going to help your mental state, such as if you're a girl who's 16 years old and you are a size six, but you think you're fat, if you're following all these size zero models on instagram that is not going to be healthy for you it's it's quite simple really get rid of that negativity it's it's not negativity but it's negative get that out completely i used to follow a lot of um i mean celebrity people you know celebrity people and realized at a certain point that they weren't good for my mental health because whenever I was popping on Twitter and browsing, I'd come off after 15, 20 minutes and feel, feel down in the dumps. Absolutely. A hundred percent. People are, you know what I mean? So you, you, you curate your own feed to support your own mental well-being. Oh, absolutely. I, I I agree a hundred. Yeah. I believe a hundred percent. You know, I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't know. It's very difficult because obviously now we are older now. Yeah. But for the younger generation, it's, it's very difficult because you, if you aren't like your peers, 
yeah if you want like your friends whatever then you are being you know uh, called out for being different and then if you're too different then it's just sometimes you can't win and if you don't like if you don't follow the kardashians or all these people that i feel are fake okay they are fake then it's just it's just not good and i think sometimes i think the aim of what i'm doing right now is to uh, reach everyone you know not just people my age but reach a, a wide audience as well because we need to use our voice uh we need to make noise for the things that matter you know and uh absolutely agree if, yeah if we can uh, get the younger generation to listen to us speaking then even just one person then our job's done if we can help it's about trying to 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 make every to be all inclusive um, mm -hmm. trying to to give everyone the opportunity to be involved um so i mean these days with again using the social media thing but you've got um what, what you're using right now a podcast there's youtube videos there's so many ways to reach people and you know there's there's, there's a there's a youtube channel that i follow um it's a, a a business uh type of thing but they also have a podcast but their primary uh output is video rather yeah. than do a separate podcast they genuinely mm -hmm. just take the audio from their videos mm -hmm. and release that as the podcast because they understand that people don't always have the time to sit there and watch their videos but they can listen to the podcast while they're walking to the shops absolutely or yeah we, yeah, they, yeah they're utilizing the tools available to still try and get to as many people as possible and i think that's something that 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 needs to be done and i think you know i think you're, you're on with that aren't you really with doing, with doing a podcast it's another outlet to try and reach people that's it yeah and the thing is we all have to make um we all have to speak out because it's such a an issue this is such an issue and if we don't do anything if we don't use our voice then what else can we do we I, personally i can't just sit here and do nothing you know um doing a podcast writing about my experiences uh then if that is my way of helping people and sharing my story you know my story is not over yet you know no, no, absolutely not it's um, not over yet and uh we're just it's it's only beginning you know for me this is all it's only beginning and i feel like this is gonna get bigger and bigger but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens you know we'll see what happens but with yeah uh, sure i mean yeah i mean how how was it like for you when we uh entered you know quarantine you know with covid like pre-covid and covid how was that for you like as a person and as a business as well because that's yeah, that must sure. have taken a bit of a toll um so from a a personal perspective yeah um, nothing much really changed um so to put the sort of timeline together of course yeah uh, fr friday the 13th of march um it was 
a normal day at the office uh, for my day job. Um, yeah. You are an accountant. I work in a, I work in accounts. Yeah. Accounts. Credit, right. credit, credit management. Um, oh, of course. Right. For a, for a, a local uh, electrical services company. Okay. Um, cool. So about three o'clock the afternoon, um, we all as a team get told to go up to the boardroom um, and take a seat. So we're like, okay, what's, uh, what's going on? Right. Okay. Early, early, earlier that day, my boss had asked me if there was some kind of platform that we could all use as right. a, like video conferencing or, and I thought something's going on here. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Basically, they told us in this meeting, uh, um, for the next two weeks, starting the Monday, the 16th of March, we were going to be working from home. Right. For a they didn't month. really say why at the time. Well, you, well yeah, they, they explained to us basically oh, okay. that they were trialling this just because that they, they felt mm. the government were going to start taking steps to protect the communities. Um, so they said for the next two weeks minimum, you'll be working from home. So if you've got a laptop, great. If you haven't, get one from IT. Uh, make sure you've got everything set up so that you can work from home, basically. Right. Um, the system that we use is a remote desktop. So as long as I've got my laptop and an internet connection, you'll I be can fine. Work, basically. Cool. I can work from any anywhere. Um, so Monday the 16th, I set up uh, on my dining room table um, and then my sciatica started back again. I was like, right, I need to do something about this. So I set up in the back in the spare room, um, desk office set up, everything's uh, ready to roll now. Um, but it didn't really change. Instead of having to get up at 6.45 in the morning, I could get up at 7.45 in the morning, roll downstairs, have a mm -hmm. coffee, and then start work at 8 o'clock. Um, it meant I spent more time at home with yeah. family. Um, so I, I can see my son whenever I want, you know, I don't literally get to the desk at 8am and leave at 5pm. I'll go, you know, I need screen time away. So 10.30 in the morning, I'll go downstairs, make a coffee and I'll have five minutes with my son. So that side of things is, is really good. Um, so it didn't, it didn't really change. Um, business wise, well, that's the interesting thing because business just exploded. Um, yeah. The, the the fact that people were at home. Yeah. Spending more time browsing social media. Uh huh. It was so. Without trying to sound disrespectful, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, I yeah, would yeah. Post yeah. a new product online, yeah. and in the first twenty-four hours, yeah. I would have almost sold out the pre-order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In full. Um, the snapback that I'm wearing right now, yeah. I released an initial quantity of 25. Yeah. Within three days, they'd sold out. That's pretty I cool. Had to, I, I had to increase the quantity that I bought in Yeah. just because of the demand. Yeah. People were spending more time on Instagram and Facebook. They were seeing more of my, my content, more of, of the course. products that I were releasing. Um, and it ended up getting to the point where people were buying almost everything that I released. Oh, good. And I'm, I'm now at the moment releasing one new product every single week. Yeah. Because people want more. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The interesting thing is going to be it, when things get back to whatever mm. normal is going to be and everyone starts returning back to work. Do you think your business will plummet? I don't think it'll plummet. I think a lot of the hard work's been done over the last sort of three or four months now. Yeah. And I think I've used that time 
I want to say smart. Yeah. I think I've been smart with it. Although yeah. I think had I had this opportunity again, I'd yeah. have jumped on it sooner. So I didn't really start doing anything yeah. aggressive yeah. with the business until about middle of April. Do you think, think you were I, seizing the opportunity? Yeah, I realised that you know things were things had changed and they yeah. weren't going back to normal anytime soon. So I thought, right, how can I capitalise on the opportunity? And that's when I became more aggressive with how I was, yeah. you know, trying to promote the brand and you know paying for ads on Facebook and Instagram yeah. and such, um, and spending time learning on how to get better at that. Yeah. But I feel that from a business perspective, I missed a good six weeks worth of potential growth for the brand mm -hmm. um, just because I, I hadn't realized the opportunity that was, that, that was there. So that was there. Yeah. It's going to be difficult to go back to whatever normal is going to be. I mean, they've, they've <laughs> told us um, for, for work purposes, they've told us to expect home working now until the end of the year. Mm. It's a sort of right. Ongo ongoing um, yeah, review yeah. or yeah. there's 13 of us in the team that I work within and we're working quite a small office so I don't mm. see how we could social distance to be honest I see it might might be best for the company to uh, you know for you guys to work from home but we'll see what uh, the normality you know whatever normal is going to be like from now on um, yeah sure yeah absolutely um, just going back to your brand you know i was curious you know yes. like behind your clothing brand you say honest stories real emotion yeah that's how you say on your uh, instagram i think that's what i read is that just related to the brands is that related to your personal life they go together yeah they're um so one of the things that i've tried to do is yeah. while keeping them while keeping them separate them still being the same sort of thing so myself as a person i'm trying to be the brand so mm. i've made a conscious effort over the last couple of months to try and post more pictures of me um on social media on the brand's pages just like i say hey i'm andy yeah i run this company rather than being a faceless company um, of course yeah yeah i i'm starting to do more live videos now q and a's I'm yeah doing a live after we finish um with this podcast i'm yep. doing a live video drawing our raffle winners oh yes um, i i saw so, that <laughs> yeah so spending more time trying to be the the, the, the face of the brand but yeah the the, the new range uh, the new products all the designs are really heavily influenced by um my, my my truth really my, my my story so where i've been so for example the, the flagship design that we've got that's part of our range at the moment the still alive of course design that i've expanded on um with a, a few different products um that's a real important design for me one it, it's it's my story it it's why i'm still here i am still alive i found value in certain areas of life that made me want to keep going um, but secondly, the, the way that other people have jumped on that concept, um, and it doesn't have to be about mental health and from my story, mental health and alcohol abuse. Um, one guy messaged me and said, I'm buying this t-shirt, not because I agree with your story or even resonate with your story, but I'm a cancer survivor and I'm still alive. So that T-shirt means that this to me. And How I'm did like, that make you feel hearing it, that from? It was, it was crazy. 
to be honest. Yeah. I mean, these this was a this was a DM conversation that I was having with this guy at probably eleven thirty at night. Wow. I'm okay. late. I'm late in bed. Um, just catching up on you know DMs, emails, and of stuff course, before yeah, I go yeah. to sleep. And this one guy said, "I'm just about to play this order, and here's why." And it was it was honestly amazing the fact that this person had taken what I'd created and made his own sort of connection with yeah. it. So that's um, sense of accomplishment, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. I think that's probably one of the particularly in, in, in recent times one of the proudest moments I've had as as, as running this brand. Um, so so yeah, I mean all, all of the, the the new designs, apart from the one that I released. Uh, on Monday, on my birthday, which was, was a more um, sort of fun, feel-good uh, design. Um, tattoos, titties, lipstick, and whiskey. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. So yeah, that was that. But that's been quite popular as well because I think people have appreciated the break from it being serious. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Truthful, like deep stories with every single product release. Um, I mean, clearly, like the, the hats and such, there's no sort of real story. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase. Shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to September 5th. See associate for details. They're just like logo designs and such, but um, the one that I'm wearing right now, inside yeah. we're all the same. Mm-hmm. I talk about it on the on the product page itself. I talk about it as being originally designed uh, to sort of say, we are all the same inside. doesn't matter whether you are popular at school, whether you're a geek, whether you're a nerd, you know, what, what you've done in your life, if you cut any of us open, we all bleed red. Absolutely, 100%. And then literally the week before I released the design, Mm -hmm. the George Floyd thing happened. Of course. And it just escalated the whole meaning and everything behind the design. I was just like, this story, this T-shirt, this design is bigger than I thought. Mm -hmm. And it couldn't be more apt right now. Yeah, absolutely. What colour your skin is, what country you're from, where you anything. We're all the same inside. Absolutely. For me, it's, I still, I can't believe that this is still happening. And I, it feels to me anyway, it feels a little daft how we still have to say that, you know, black lives matter, you know, because my sister, well, my half sister, she's of color, you know, but to me, she's, she's like me. you know there's no no difference so to me it's always been like i've always felt a little daft to say that oh black lives matter it's like well okay right yes but why are we still why do you still have to discuss this you know like it's 2020 we shouldn't have to discuss all these things like uh you know like gay rights and uh all this stuff you know what i mean like this community we, we shouldn't love is love regardless of you know it just feels a little silly like we we still have to talk about this but it's also annoying that we still have to talk about this and tell people that love is love 
Um, yeah, when, 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 you when you think about that, we can have a conversation like this right now, or maybe yeah. what, 20, 20, 30 miles apart, whatever. Yeah. You can also have the same type of conversation with somebody that's the other side of the world, just Absolutely. as easily as this. Yeah. As a race of people, we have come so far. Mm. But we're still so young. As a race, as a, as, a, as, a, as a species, we're still so young, so naive, and there's so many things that need to change mm-hmm. for us to be... I mean, I don't think, in the same way that fashion is never sort of over, it's always evolving. I think, you know, we will never get to the end product. We're, yeah. There's always going to be improvement, but we're so far away from where you'd expect us to be yeah. after 2020 years. So, uh, yeah, it blows my mind. Absolutely. I think people just uh, feel comfortable in their own bubble and then everything else that happens outside of that bubble doesn't matter because it's not affecting them. Um, And I think, well, I don't think that's the way it should be because obviously uh, it affects everyone. Imagine you, it's all about empathy. You imagine being that person's shoes, you know, how how does it feel uh, like to them to be treated in a certain way just because of the color of their skin? It's ridiculous. Like, but, uh, but these things are happening and it's sad at the same time, how like this guy got killed just because of the color of his skin. It's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's, there's still people out there saying that there's no hard, documented evidence that this was uh, a racial um, issue in terms of the fact that he was singled out for being a black man. Um, but I kind of think you take, you take those comments with a pinch of salt because I think it's, it's fairly obvious. Yeah. I don't think that needs, um, it, it needs that level of detail adding to it. I think it's pretty obvious that it was a racial thing. Um, I understand that, I mean, it's a while ago since I was said in a reading on this, but I understand that they, the, the two people, George Floyd and, and the lead police officer, they actually knew each other and had worked together previously as well um, right. as uh, security for a club somewhere. Right, in, okay, I, okay. Are these like, do you think these are alleged claims? No, I, th- I, th- I think that that in itself mm. was from quite a reputable source again i can't right, remember okay. exactly where, where course, i read that it wasn't just on someone's facebook post i'm yeah, sure yeah 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 um i i use the um the apple news um yes app on, on the phone so i get news from quite a lot of sources so i won't just see it on someone's facebook post and think right that's fact i'll take that and run with it you know i usually i, I need to see some evidence from at least reputable sources before i take it as uh, as truth oh yeah yeah i i completely agree because sometimes ugh. Most of the time, everything that you read just takes, um, how can I explain, like, even newspapers, you think, oh, this must be true, but then they, they it's so far apart from the truth. You just, you don't know who, who to believe sometimes. I mean, whether it's newspapers, whether, it, whether it's websites, yeah. every, every, every news outlet, every media outlet has their own agenda. And yeah, they have yeah. their own sort of political leniency as well, so... I guess it. You just you don't just read the one article and then and then believe it. To be honest, even if it's from what you'd expect to be a reputable source. Yeah. You know, in this country, if it, in this country, if you see something written in the Sun or the Daily Mirror, can you take it as truth? 
you know, it's you, you've just got to sort of say, right, well, I've, I've read multiple things from multiple yeah. sources. Now I'll make my own conclusion on what I've on what I've read. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but you know, just going back to the uh, like social media as well, how's that helped you? Do you think right? Let's let's just um, say social media and mental health. Does that go together? Do they work together? In your case, what do you think? I think it gives people an opportunity to to voice so yeah. speak speaking person to person about struggle struggling with mental health can be quite a daunting thing mm-hmm. now they often say that speaking to a family member or a friend about it can be quite hard because you don't want to disappoint them you don't want to let them down because you care about what they think correct <laughs> um you've also got people that say well speaking to a therapist is quite easy because there's a degree there's a degree of anonymity with it because mm-hmm. you're never going to see this person again apart from inside this room in this setting for this reason you're not going to see them again highly unlikely that you would with social media people can voice their inner feelings on a wordpress blog on a tweet on a tweet on facebook posts particularly if they pre- if they create it as a business page so they can hide behind it in essence what you're doing is you, you you're speaking into a void you can open yourself up and put your feelings out there and even if people do judge they're not judging you as a person they're judging what's been written mm-hmm. so it, social media gives people a platform to express themselves but it's also an opportunity to see and this is and this is where i'm sort of trying to tie this back into into the brand i'm trying to show people that I've been through these things, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. This is how I've done it. Oh, this is how I'm doing it. Cause it's a, it's a never ending thing. Um, you know, only, only a couple of weeks ago, I had such a, a terrible week at work uh, that I actually considered resigning mm-hmm. just because I felt my mental health declining quite sharpish because of things going on at work. Um, it, yeah, I, I guess, using the tools if if they're used correctly you know you can take a kitchen knife use it correctly you can make a fantastic meal you could also use it to kill somebody it's down to the user it's down down to the user yeah yeah i might use that in the future Uh, (laughs) that's quite all right (laughs) i like that a lot it's um so with you know with your with your brand you say it's quite personal you know it's quite personal to you it's part of your story so in a few words what's your story i'm still alive yeah it's that that that's That's it it. that is it i'm still alive yeah honestly say those words in my head to myself every single day Mm -hmm. because there's so many times that you can sort of think about giving up's the wrong word but stop caring yeah about it and yeah. i'm not i'm not just going to say when, when i say giving up as in like going in you know taking my own life anything like that mm-hmm. put putting the effort in so yeah. for my son for my fiance you know for my family putting the effort in to still get out of bed every single day and still try to make th- make me a better person uh-huh. um 
yeah, if I had to sum it up in in, in a few words in a sentence, I'm still alive. Um, and as I said before, everyone re resonates with that in their own unique and personal way. Um, and just to sort of add a bit of sort of meat to the bone as to why I persisted with pushing the brand in a new direction. Because mm -hmm. 18 months ago, I wanted to change the brand. I wanted to come back with a new story. Not new story. It would have probably been along the lines of what I'm doing now. Yeah. But it would have been under a different name. Of course, right. But I'd built such a, a brand before that it, we were a known quantity. People knew who we were as Defrand the King. Um, and I thought, well, I don't want to put those two and a half years worth of um, blood, sweat and tears just of down course. the drain and start again. And plus, I still had some old DTK stock as well. So I wanted to be able to sell that. And anyway, um, the moment I realised that I that the, 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 the swivel and pivot that we'd done in the new direction yeah. was, was working yeah. was... Still Alive Design was the first one for the new collection. The way it was received blew me away, straight up. Wow. I then did another design. I can't remember which one was the next one. I think it was Anchored, which explained more about my story, about where I am in, in, in life. Yes. And again, people received it so well. And I thought, you know what? That's pretty cool. Put, put in a story and some honesty and real emotion behind these designs rather than just drawing something that looks pretty cool, printing it on a t-shirt, putting it on the website and saying, here, buy this. Yeah. Actually having a story, people bought into the idea. Yeah. And now people are buying into me as a person. And So you think they invested in you yes. and what you believe in? Abs absolutely. There's yeah. a, there's, I, I've probably got about five people, yeah. maybe even 10 people, that regardless of what product it is, what it says, the colours, the design, anything like that, they will buy every single thing I release. Yeah. And I think that's because they've invested in me and they feel yeah. that they want to support me as a person. That is pretty cool. Is uh, For me, me, personally, is, you know, I have bought a lot of stuff off you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I, I believe in your story and I believe in your brand. That's why one of the things that I wanted, obviously doing this right now, is I find, um, I find your story fascinating. And also, I uh, really like your designs. I think they're super cool and you're really talented. But then also, I'd like to support your family, especially, you know, your business, because, mm -hmm. you know, obviously a lot of people have been furloughed. So I, obviously I don't know your financial situation, but I just assumed that with everything that's been going on, you know, that obviously you not, might not be getting the same, uh, you know, amount of money each month that you've been getting because of everything. So I think my mm -hmm. way was to support... Uh, you as a person but obviously uh spread the message as well you know well they're still alive and everything sure. because i believe in the same thing so that's sure. you know personally that's how i feel as well um, yeah, yeah, sure. uh, yeah yeah i will i will be getting some more stuff soon <laughs> 
great thank you uh yeah, I've got, right, um, yeah. I, I need to i need to i need to get i need to get my book in gear to be honest because i've um, i've only got about another two designs sort of finished complete ready to ready to go so yeah. i need to uh I need, I need to get on with it now and start getting some more i've got i've got ideas i've got so yeah. many ideas but i need to actually get them down because people yeah. are waiting um you know there's, there's a guy that literally every single payday he spends yeah. over a hundred pound on the store nice um and this next coming payday at the end of july yeah. i won't have any products for him to buy because he's got everything else wow so i, I can't let him down can't let him down no you no. have to do it for your customers what was but your no, uh, i appreciate the kind words cat thank you it's all right what was your inspiration like when did it all start like you just one day you decided oh i'm gonna like sell t-shirts how did it all start like in brief you know briefly um, so I suppose this, this, this is actually something I don't really, uh, really talk about. Um, of course. At, at, Obviously at you can days. talk about yeah, it sure. as much as you want, mm. you know, don't want to feel, um, make you feel it's, like it's, No, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing along those lines. Um, so most people understand that the first iteration of DTK, um, in 2015 is my first attempt and it's actually not true right. so in 2009 mm -hmm. i actually tried to start a t-shirt business okay um i didn't know much about it i was using god-awful fruit of the loom base garments it was a printing company in leeds um, I, that specialized yeah, I more in um, like workwear and such like that and I, I mean, here's the here's how period it is. Um, we sold exclusively via MySpace. Wow. Okay. Um, I think that was as, as MySpace was on its way down. On its way down. Um, yeah, sort yeah. of two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, it didn't really work. Okay. There was no I. <laughs> I didn't have any graphics programs. I actually designed the T-shirts in Microsoft Excel in a spreadsheet. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Old school, okay. man. Old school. Yeah. Um, so I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, right. I sold a few to friends and family, and yeah, and, yeah, and, and that that was that to be. I think I think I bought twenty of a guy's T-shirt and twenty of a girl's T-shirt, and right, and started and from that, there, and then that was it. Um, and I can't. If I'm being honest, I can't remember why I even thought I could. Yeah, sorry if you hear background noise. <laughs> Logan's here. He's excited. I don't know about what. That's all right. But as <laughs> he's just like chatting away in the background, making noise. Huh? Sorry, I, I didn't. No, no, no. Honestly, that's quite that's quite all right. Um, yeah, I can't even remember what even made me want to start a t-shirt yeah, yeah. company. I guess at the time it seemed like quite a, an easy venture. You know how difficult could it be? Draw something pretty cool. Yeah. put it on a t-shirt and people yeah. are going to want to buy sell it, it you know? yeah of course quite 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 naive i mean 2008 what was i then uh, i was 22 years old so i didn't yeah. really know much about the business world at that yeah, point yeah, in time yeah. um and then sort of fast forward to sort of 2014 yeah um, yeah i broke up with my, my long-term girlfriend at the time and i thought right I, I need to throw myself into something now yeah yeah i need um, a project I'd, I'd recently joined um leatherneck as uh as a yes. band yeah, um, yeah, we were just about to play uh Bloodstock uh, that year. Um, and I decided to start 
designing what I thought at the time was going to be like a leatherneck poster. Okay. So yeah. got a sketch pad out, some pencils, and, and and away I went, and I drew this this design. I've still got the paperwork, the artwork somewhere for it. Um, and it was it was like a a skeleton king with a crown sat on a throne, sort of leaning forward. Right. Got to say, come see Leatherneck. It's, it was something yeah, along yeah, the yeah. lines. And then I don't know where the, the Dethrone the King actually came from. Yeah. It's part. I've always been. I've always felt that I'm second best at everything I ever try and do. Okay. I'm never the best at anything. No one ever is. And I applied for a promotion. Uh, in the job I was in at the time, mm-hmm. um, late 14, early 15, and I got overlooked for a guy who'd only worked for the company for three months and I'd been there three years. Must have been very difficult better, for you. I was better qualified, I mm. was better in general. Even though I say so myself, everybody on the team couldn't believe that I got passed up over the other guy. Of course, and yeah. And I'm noticing. Um, um, I've moved on um, and I always felt like the, the, the throne the king was me sort of saying right I'll show you I'll show, I'll show you, you what, what I'm made of oh yeah absolutely Yeah, um, and, and, and that's kind of where the, the origins of the, the brand of yeah. the king came from yeah yeah um, yeah but I guess the uh, the, 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 the DTK way yeah yeah is still evolving. Um, I think you, you're only starting with this, you know, I, don't, I think this uh, person will be un- unstoppable, you know, I really think so. You've got a good thing going. Thank you. No, I'm, definitely giving it, I'm definitely giving it everything. Um, the, the idea is in the next sort of two to three years, I want to have built this up to a place where I can make this my full-time job, basically. Yeah, uh, leave, yeah. leave my day job. Yeah. Um, get a little industrial unit somewhere. I don't yeah. ever want a, a, a bricks and mortar star. I don't ever want a high street star. I get I don't that. Think, for, for, from, a, from a clothing brand perspective, yeah. I don't think that business model will work. Okay. Um, for me, it's exclusively online. I'm more than happy to put the brand into retail establishments, into already existing stores. Yeah, yeah, they want yeah. To stock it. Yeah. But I don't think DTK will ever have its own store. <laughs> Right, but if the opportunity was to rise, would you take it, or would you just be like, "No, I'll pass"? What for? For us to to have our own star? Yeah. I don't. It's difficult. It's Unless a very difficult was, question. Uh, th- there'd have to be a number of caveats there. Um, right. I don't think I would mm. because it would be a principal or a financial thing. I I guess both. Both. So, Principally because I don't believe that that business model is is viable. Okay. In the long term. Yeah. And the recent pandemic and how right even bricks and mortar stores are yeah. turned to online this and they're true. going to run they're going to run that in parallel. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got the opportunity to buy something online and literally yeah. get it shipped, I mean, I bought something off Amazon a couple of weeks ago, and it turned up the same day. Not just Amazon Prime next day delivery. I ordered something at ten thirty. Same day, yeah. And it turned up by eight o'clock that night. Sorry, I'm just giving Logan an Oreo. That's quite all right. <laughs> He's from That's all right. <laughs> he loves his biscuits. This is 
This is what having a family is all about. I think I've got quite lucky that Elijah's either still... Oh, hold on. No, he's, uh, he's awake, apparently. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would do bricks and mortar stores because it's... For certain industries, I think it's great. You know, food and such like that. That's always going to need. Mm. But for t-shirts... No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't believe in it as a, as a as a business model, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That that's fair enough. With music, so how how did it all start with BTT? You know, how did it all start? You guys knew each other previous. I knew Nick, uh, the singer, mm-hmm. singist. He likes singist. Um, I knew Nick. <laughs> Through um, through playing in Leatherneck. Um, oh yes, previous band. So a previous band, and also through playing shows with Leatherneck. This is how we also knew Ryan. Yes. Um, from when he was in Kingdom in Chaos, um, we played a few shows together, and we sort of you know friended on Facebook, kept yeah. in touch. Um, and when we were trying to, me and Nick decided at the end of March eighteen. Mm. March 18, March, March, April 18. Yeah. Um, we wanted to start a, a, a hardcore project because everything else was sort of coming to a close. I mean, Leatherneck had, was long gone. Nick had started another project called Hoof Knuckle. Um, that oh, yes, okay. faded away. I, I joined it towards the back end. Right. I think the idea was we, we wanted to start a hardcore band and we tried a couple of auditions on guitar. Nothing really worked out. Um, and then Nick just came to me one day and said, I've got a guy who wants to play guitar for us. I'm like, right, okay. Who is it? And he's like, it's Ryan from Kingdom in Chaos. And I thought, oh, I, I remember Ryan. He's you know he, right, he can, yeah. He's all right, yeah, he can play. <laughs> um, so he, he, he came to the studio for a session and um, he, he loved it straight away. I mean, the oh, song good. that we gave him to learn sort of there on the spot was quite easy. It's the, the latest single we released, Party Crasher. It's a song that I actually wrote um the the, mu- the music of i wrote the music to it so no i mean we also had a we had, we had a bass player at the time as well called john um who i who i brought in as the, the very back end of hoof knuckle just to play the last few shows we'd met through facebook through a mutual friend um things didn't work out with john uh, how kate joined the band basically is um i've known kate since probably 2001 Wow. Oh, yes. I've seen the yeah. pictures. You've seen the pictures. I have my indeed. God, on awful socials. black hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the, 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 uh, the happy birthday post I got from Kate yes. last, last Monday. Yeah, I, was, uh, I, I really appreciated that, actually. But to be fair, I think I started that game. I posted some <laughs> pictures of Kate a while ago, and I think this is right. just a um, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, we we played in, in bands before, but we... we, we we never gigged, we never did anything serious, any recordings. We'd literally just get together with a couple of friends we knew who played guitar and and, and singers and such. And we just, we used to rehearse in the basement of a church. So, wow, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those crazy stories. Um, we were auditioning a couple of bassists, uh, Iger Studios in Leeds for Betray the Throne. Yeah. One guy was really up for it but wanted us to move our rehearsal base from leeds to bradford so it's more convenient for him oh right. Um, i was like right okay well i mean while that would have probably had benefit to ryan 
mm. because he's in Halifax. It yeah. just didn't work for us, really. So we passed on him. And another guy, um, he wasn't even interested in sort of learning the songs that we'd written. So Ryan had started playing the track and he just grabbed his bass guitar and he just starts playing random notes. Right, so he didn't really gel with that person. Yeah, just stop what you're doing, watch what he's doing, learn that and then play around with it. Don't just play anything over the top. So I got to a point where I was like, right, I can't do this. So I stood up, left Nick and Ryan with this other guy and I took my vape and I went downstairs. Right. And literally stood outside Iger Studios thinking, who do I know that plays bass guitar? Oh, there we go. And then... I started browsing Facebook just to take my mind off things. And then something from Kate popped up and I was like, Kate used to play bass guitar. Right, yeah. So I sent her... I sent, in fact, no, I didn't even message her. I called her on Facebook and I just said, you're a bassist, right? Do you want to come and play bass for this band that I'm in? We sound a bit like Ghost Inside, Hatebreed, Lionheart, blah, blah, blah. She went, mate, I'm sold. Wow, so, okay. And the, the funny thing is, she'd sold a bass guitar years right. ago. Oh, she'd wow, been okay. Playing, she'd been playing six-string acoustic stuff, doing like local jam nights around the area, local, yeah. like open mic nights and stuff. And the funny thing was, she had literally, two days prior to that phone call, just bought a bass guitar. Wow, so it was meant to be. Seems that way. So, but the bass guitar that she got wasn't built to be played in the tuning that we operate under. So she had to sell, well, I think she part X that bass and that got bass, one yeah. that was more built for playing wow. in metal music. Nice. Um, but yeah, basically, she we, we sent her the rough demos of Party of I always say Party Crusher. That's the first song that we wrote. Of uh, course. Of, of Trading Punches and Stand Your Ground. She yeah. learned them, came to audition. The same day we had another guy audition as well. So yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Really nervous because uh, wow. she was sat down sat downstairs waiting for us to finish with the other guy upstairs. He went out and then she came in. She absolutely nailed it. Wow. And so, yeah, we basically, if you want the job, you're back in next Saturday to record your bass yeah. for the single. And the following day, we're recording a music video. Right, okay. That you was want it. awesome. So, yeah, uh, basically, that's that's the, the briefest of stories. Briefest of, of stories. How BTT actually became. <laughs> Between the throne, how you became. That's pretty, <laughs> that is a pretty, pretty cool story. You know, the side mental health and uh, betray the throne would they go together in your songs that you've written what is it all about because i knew like uh, it's about uh, was it mm, stand your ground about bullying i've read mm -hmm. about it yeah so would those yep. things go the songs that you write and you know mental health would they go together yes to a degree yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so the thing with the thing with the songs within Betray the Throne, I am more into the, the writing of the music. I don't get much involved in the in, in the lyrical side of things. That's more Nick. Um, yeah. That's Nick's area as the vocalist, really. Um, we do we do contribute, but that's of course, kind of yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his area. Um, so throughout the, the last three months of the pandemic and such, um, we've probably written about five or six new songs. Nice. Possibly even seven. Yeah. Um, so the the bare bones of these tracks are there. Nick has lyrical ideas. Um, I mean, just just to 
put it put it out there we're actually back in the studio again tomorrow for our first socially distanced rehearsal um and it'll be the first time i've played drums in four months wow i haven't okay. touched a drumstick in four months um but the the lyrics i know that nick sent over some of the lyrics and it's about i think there's one of them that's about how the recent events have meant that he's been able to spend more time at home as a family and what that's meant yeah. to him and how a potential doesn't want things to change mm. and you know it's you, you you talk about your truth and and that's what i try and do with with B, uh, with dtk i always get them confused now uh, with dtk <laughs> when i'm when i'm concepting my design ideas i try and be as honest and truthful about it and what it means to me and that's the same with with writing songs the emotion will carry through and people will believe it and connect with it if it's your truth if you are trying to be something you're not then people can see right through that mm-hmm. and they won't connect and then you've just wasted your time what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their mental health right now stop listening to anybody else part of the mental um issues that i had were driven by either what people were saying um, or my fear of being judged. Judged. So either stop listening to what people are saying, um, and I suppose more important, don't care what they say. You can't please everybody. So why try? Why worry about what someone's going to say or think about anything that you do or say? what you wear, anything. Just you are you, you do you. If someone's got something to say about it, let them say it. That's that. I, I mean, I have a massive issue. So I, as, as you know, I am missing some teeth. And mm-hmm. that used to be a real big sticking point for me. And it still is. And it still gets to me occasionally. Okay. And then sometimes I'm just like, well, I run into somebody else in the, in the pub and I literally thought this last night when having a conversation about the pubs reopening and I was just thinking, pubs are going to be so different. This is what it used to be like and my mind went to a certain place. And I thought, of oh, course. I miss these people. I haven't seen these people for ages. And I thought, yeah, I remember this particular person and this particular person is missing some teeth. Okay. And I have never negatively judged that person at all. Yeah. And I was like, why would anybody negatively judge me? Yeah. And then I, you go into a really weird sort of state yeah. and say, well, I've been worried about this since I was 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm 34 now. And just ignoring space around you and what people are going to say, think or do. Just do you. Just do you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's it, really. Yeah, that's the secret to it. And, you know, just to finish off the most important question of all, right? When you're having a cuppa, are you a slurper or a supper? I'm a supper. I'm a supper. <laughs> I don't do the slurping. <laughs> That's the most important question of all. I'm a slurper. People all right, hate, okay. People hate that. Like, what you, I'm like, what are you doing that for? Because it's hot. I like hot tea, hot coffee. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't. I <laughs> I always put that extra bit of milk in to make it drinking temperature straight away. <laughs> you see, like I like I, I only drink herbal teas and <laughs> coffee, black no sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm like that. I am one of those people. <laughs> Listen, uh, it's been lovely to chat to you. This has been Grab a Cuppa and I've been Kat Wright. If you like what Grab a Cuppa is doing, you can help us out and donate through buymeacoffee.com com forward slash grab a cuppa and you can buy us a cuppa 50% of the funds donated through this page will go to a UK based mental health charity each month depending on how much gets donated if you'd like to get involved in this podcast uh, we're always looking to chat to you lovely people about mon- mental health music and struggles of day to day life simply email me at higher that's h I-Y-A at grabacuppa.co.uk I hope that you enjoyed this episode and do stick around for the next episode of Grab a Cuppa. <laughs> <laughs>